Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Exactly the time to tune in to listen to how someone with a bold vision really took that and put it up into the sky for everyone to see. Now, she's a pioneer for women's health, and I'm glad to have her here on Growth Amplifiers. You may have heard of her. She has been featured in publications around the country, perhaps around the world. She's the CEO of Brazen, who is transforming women's health with precision medicine for periods. So guys, if you're interested in growing your business, you definitely want to stay tuned in because she's going to talk about how she took her bold vision and really amplified it. She's the author of best-selling new book, Seeing Red, and she is definitely a rock star professional in her field. So welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Kirsten Karchmer. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you and talk about growth and, and hopefully share some things with your audience that I learned the hard way along the way that were barriers to amplification, um, but then can help them to not have to deal with that and grow exponentially um, in their own industry. So I really love what you've created and what you've done. And one of the things I find uh, fascinating actually is, you know, there's a lot of people that have ideas, they see things and sometimes we take our ideas and we get too familiar with them. And then we don't, we don't seem nearly as powerful as they possibly could be. But I could tell you had a vision, you've stretched yourself and you've really taken it to the stratosphere. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on your journey, that would be awesome. Sure. So, um, I was a, have to go back a little bit far so that it makes context for it, but I was a competitive athlete when I was growing up. And then when I was 19 years old, ended up getting diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm. and couldn't walk. And I used a cane. I, I was incredibly sick. And um, by a weird turn of events, I ended up going to an acupuncturist when I was about 24 years old. And I thought it was like going to a psychic. Um, and I was like, that will never work. I, you know, I've seen all the best doctors, everything. I can't walk. I'm, you know, and ultimately that, that doctor said something so powerful to me. He came in, he was feeling my pulses for a few minutes and, and he didn't even look at my chart. He didn't even know I had a cane. He said, Oh, you're so tired. And I was like, whatever, everybody's tired. And I was, I was napping like four times a day. And, um, and he, he keeps, he doesn't even react to my like sarcasm. And he says, Oh, you cannot digest food. And I was, that was really true. I had a lot of digestive problems a lot. And I was like, well, that is true. And then he sits there for a few more minutes and he says, Oh, do you have muscle weakness? And I said, wow. Okay. Well, actually I have multiple sclerosis and he starts clapping. He's like, Oh, it makes perfect sense. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, in Chinese medicine, we've been feeling pulses for over 10,000, 5,000 years, not 10,000 years, 5,000 years. Imagine if you played guitar for that long, how intimate you would become with the strings of your guitar such that if even somebody turned the, the tension on it a little, you would notice. Mm -hmm. That's how we've been feeling pulses. So when there's certain pathologies going on, the pulse, the radial artery changes. And from that, I can see that your digestion does not work. And if you cannot 
make energy, you cannot make blood, and you cannot nourish the neurologic and muscular system. When you were born, you were very robust and your disease was very weak. He said, but you're an athlete and you trained eight hours a day almost your whole childhood. And he's like, and so you worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and you thought that you were making your body stronger, but actually you were depleting your body. And what ended up happening is, is when you're 19 years old, your body got weaker than your disease and it presented. And in conventional medicine, we usually give medications that just don't help support the foundation of health. They just try to control and manage the symptoms. He said, our job is to get your, your, your body stronger than your disease. And then you could go into remission. And then I did. Oh my gosh. How flipping amazing is that? Where that could be a turning point where sometimes people get diagnosed with something and their, their mindset and the actions they take can, can just hold them down from that point on. But in this, in this chance, you were able to work on things, take different actions and get a completely different result. Yeah. And I think that I really had no other better options. And just what for me was pivotal was the fact that this particular doctor, like what he said did make perfect sense because I felt so hungry. I wanted to eat fat all the time, although I was really, really skinny Mm. and I just couldn't turn food into energy. Right. I could eat all I wanted. But I'm like, I still feel like so tired and so weak. And over the course of about a year, I just kept getting better and better. And I started seeing in Chinese medicine, there's a relation. Every symptom tells us something about something. Even if you have like a itch on your neck every day at three o'clock, that tells us something diagnostically. And I was fascinated by the wow. ability to look at a whole system. Whole, it's and all about systems, right? Yeah. That's really is. powerful. Uh, so, so you had this experience obviously a catalyst for something big impacted you lit a fire. Yeah. What was that? Tell us that story, that transformation there. Well, I immediately, I was a linguistics professor at the university of Texas. I was doing the Korean special forces training because mm-hmm. they used canes as weapons. Oh and uh, I was like, well, I'll try to like weaponize my disability. And, um, and I, I quit teaching and I went to acupuncture college mm. And, um, and I started becoming obsessed with the menstrual cycle. I started seeing that the menstrual cycle was this amazing barometer of women's health, that every single piece, nobody's talking about it, but like every single piece of what kind of PMS and what's happening with the blood and the, the frequency, everything tells us robust information about her overall health. It's like this feedback loop that happens every single month. And I became obsessed. I'm probably the only person who's ever said this in the whole history of the universe. I became obsessed with menstruation. Uh, so I didn't think I would go there on this podcast, but do guides have periods, myriads? And I, I know that they don't have a menstruation cycle. So I'm not asking that basic question, but I have heard of some sort of um, cycle that a, a, a guy may go through that obviously it's not the exact same thing. So people are like, what the heck is he asking this question? Like, um, no, they do, they do. I don't know a ton about it because all of my work mm-hmm. is exclusively in women's health. Um, and for people with periods, just to be sensitive to people who are not binary, but um, mm-hmm. they do have hormonal cycles, most certainly. And those hormonal, I mean, for both women and men, I mean, if you, if you, if you look at adolescents, like the way that we address PMS is not by creating something that like covers up the problems. Mm-hmm. 
we try to understand what's the underlying causes of it and address that. And the, at the base, one of the problems is the liver can't metabolize hormones and eliminate them effectively. And whenever you try to do something that you can't do, like mm -hmm. push an elephant up a mountain, you struggle and you stress and everything gets really tense, like your mood mm -hmm. and your uterus and everything. Well, men have the same thing with testosterone metabolism. It just doesn't happen with the same regularity. Right. So when they can't metabolize testosterone effectively, when their liver isn't effectively working, they'll get super irritable. That's why they, when they use steroids, steroids. Mm -hmm. It's so it's such a high load of testosterone that they can't metabolize it. And they have all these uh, hormonal side effects related with rage and acne and things like that. So thank you for answering my interesting question that I threw a curveball at you. All right. So getting back, getting back to it, you've, you've created something that was brazen and you call it brazen. And can yeah. you tell us about uh, your your business, what you do, and and you know how how you're you're really helping take this uh, challenge that people challenges that people are facing and help them with the transformation? Yeah, well, I wrote an article a couple of years ago for Goop Magazine called "What Your Period Can Tell You About Your Health." It ended up being the most performant article of all time on the magazine at the time of wow. publication. And hundreds of women wrote to me. This was my second startup. Um, my first one was called Conceivable, and it was specifically for women who couldn't get pregnant. And uh, so essentially, these hundreds of women wrote me this exact same email. I'm 26. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not touching shit called Conceivable. I have terrible periods. I heard you can fix them. Can you help me? I'm really suffering. Over and over and over. And I was like, because all the people that I had treated in my 20-year clinical experience all had terrible periods. It's highly correlated with infertility. It never occurred to me that every woman on the planet was having terrible periods. The research ended up showing that 82% of women had reported life interrupting menstrual pain in PMS. It's the number one cause of school for girls. Um, it's the high, highest correlation for the diseases that kill women like diabetes, heart disease, estrogen dependent cancers and stroke. And so, um, so I was like, how can we possibly be in the middle of a women's movement? How can we elect a female president? How can we actually do anything when 80% of women are really, really sick for one to two weeks per month? Mm. And no one is talking about this. Not even the women who are suffering. They have been so deeply conditioned that this is normal. Women will argue with me. I pass out for my period every single month, but that's normal. Like, baby, that is not normal. That is telling us something is like significant menstrual crane is highly correlated with heart disease. And oh people goodness. are like, why is that? I'm like, well, cause it's a clotting disorder, right? Mm. If you look at how the blood is flowing out of the uterus, you can deduct, deduce that there's probably a problem systemically. We talked about systems. And so, um, so that's why I named my company Brazen because Brazen, one of the meanings that I found means to overcome something shameful with swagger. Oh, I love that. That's to, to step in it, to own it, to acknowledge it. Right. And so you can move beyond it. I think that's, that is brazen. <laughs> well put. Yeah. Well and, put. And, and also I wanted to give myself permission mm -hmm. to be brazen. Like for example, um, one of our missions, because we know there's a second reason that girls miss school is because they don't have access to menstrual supplies. 
over 30 million girls and women every day don't have access to menstrual supplies. And um, so I was like, well, I'm going to solve that. I'm going to make enough money so that 5% of the profits from the company buys menstrual supplies for everybody on the planet. And, um, and I recently saw that I can order a menstrual cup, which is a little silicone cup that can be used for, you know, menstrual management for 60 cents. Wow. They retail for sometimes as high as $40. And I thought, what? We've already gotten raped enough by men. We don't need women raping us also with the cost of our menstrual supplies. Oh right. Gosh. That's a very brazen approach, but without having the company be named brazen, I can't talk like that. Right. I can't be mm -hmm. like, so it really set the tone for the culture of the brand that like, that will give me permission to make as much trouble as humanly possible. And I'm like, look, that's our brand is to be brazen, to be fearless and to do it with swagger. I applaud you, applaud you. Seriously, this is, it is very inspirational. Um, you you have a bigger purpose. You were challenged in your life. You overcame that and now you're helping others for a bigger purpose. And that's ultimately the people I love connecting with. You have a great message. And so you have this book seeing red. Could you tell, talk a little bit about this book? People, <laughs> that was a cool chime of awesome. Cause, cause when we say awesome things, you definitely want to have cool chimes that go along with it, but seeing red, if you could tell us a little bit about this book and yes. that would be awesome. I was just trying to turn my notifications off to be, um, yeah, so basically, there's a copy of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so after learning all of that about the problems in the menstrual cycle, how is this relating to women and, um, and their access to power, um, I decided that I wanted to write a book about it. And um, I was especially interested, like I had this moment in which when I was doing research for the book, because I was like, as a cultural linguist, I thought I want to research, I want to read everything that was ever written about menstruation since the beginning of time to understand how has language made this situation that in this day and time that, that women are still suffering so much, the majority of them, and nobody's talking about it. And it, when I went back the first 1,500 years of written language, there was nothing, mm -hmm. not one mention of menstruation for a thousand and a half years. And then, the, <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, what? wow talk about like, don't talk about it. And the next thing that I found was that um, the first thing ever publicly written was in the book of Leviticus in the Bible. It said that thing is so vile. It's as vile as a menstruating woman or the devil. Oh my gosh. I wow. was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And then right after that, in the third century, Aristotle, who was the greatest thinker of all time then and now considered to be, um, said, women are the inferior species because they menstruate, they're feeble, and they only can, they only, this is before the ovum was, was discovered, but they're like, the only thing they contribute to reproduction is the, the soil so that the seed can grow, which comes from man. So the seed is what contains the spirit and the intellect. And that was the prevailing medical theory for the third to the 17th century. So I want to clarify one thing real quick. I just made a laugh and I want to make sure that people know that I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing of the ridiculousness yes. that is there. So I don't need the emails <laughs> saying she's laughing about this. That's not what I'm doing. It, it just seems so absurd. It's uh, that's somewhat sometimes how I react to things that are that absurd to me. So, um, yes. No, it's preposterous. Right. And I had, right. And I had this moment of revelation, like, 
you know, I just think that every woman that I know, I don't know about men because I'm not a man, but that every single female that I know struggles with self-esteem and mm -hmm. self-loathing and self-acceptance. And I think when you're a female in business, it's even harder, right? Because you don't know how to, you don't have the networks that sometimes that men have. And I thought, I don't know if you've ever been to therapy, but we're like, you're like, I don't know, I'm so crazy. I'm so depressed or whatever. And then the therapist is like, well, this is going on and that's going on and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you have this moment of compassion for yourself. Mm. And I was like, when I read all of that about the history of the conversation around renunciation, I was like, oh, this is why we hate ourselves. This is why we believe that we're feeble because for 13 centuries, that was the message from the Bible and from science that we're filthy, inferior, not good enough. And, um, and so that was a real propelling factor about like the story that I wanted to tell and why I wanted to build a platform at Brazen that not only like the fixing of all the period problems is actually the easy part. What I'm more interested in is like the psychological impact of the conditioning on women's health and their access to power. I love the way you're coming at it. And I'm going to say something that may seem controversial or maybe not. Um, and, and maybe we can agree and maybe we'll have a difference of opinion. We'll see. It should be controversial. That's a so, lot more fun. So, you know, sometimes I've, I've seen and I've talked to other women who've, who've kind of agreed in this situation um, where, you know, women's empowerment occasionally, sometimes the, the framing of the group can almost be like, it, they're framing the, the group or the movement in such a way that is you're framing it that you are needing to be empowered versus where I like what you're, you're doing is it's kind of like a, a brazen approach. It's like we're, we're taking it from the, the top. We already are here. I'm not sure if I'm communicating that clearly. No, I totally, I, I, yeah, it's like, there's nothing like, I don't like to come at like, certainly women have been the victims of many things across history. However, what happens now and what happens moving forward is all I care about. Right. So I, I don't think it's a powerful position to live in the past in any way. And the past has happened, but what we do with the past is the only thing that we have agency and control over. And that is where women and all people who have been, you know, victimized in any way can have access to all of their mojo. For me, like I always say, like, I built Brazen because I want to see what happens when we unleash women from the shame and the suffering that's associated with menstruation. Like if this is already what they're doing right. at half mast, what mm -hmm. happens to society when they are fully unleashed? Super powerful and awesome. So now the people who have been listening in, are, they're, they're dialed in and they, they want to know how they can find more about you, more about your book, how they can get involved. What, what can you tell them so they know exactly how they can connect and what they could do? Yes. Uh, so if you, well, a couple of, cause there's different things, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have period problems of any kind from PMS, cramping, PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, menopause stuff, um, you can reach out to me directly on Instagram at forever brazen. That's mm -hmm. my, uh, Instagram for brazen. Um, you can visit me on TikTok. Uh, at the period expert, which there's almost 200,000 people in our community there, super active. Um, 
you can order the book Seeing Red from Amazon. Just you have to do it with my name, Kirsten Karchmer, because there's a few other books Seeing Red, but that's why I showed the cover because that way you'll recognize it with the blood spots on it. Uh, what else? I'm on Twitter, but not too much, but you can also message me. I think my DMs are open on Twitter at Kirsten Karch. Uh, yeah, and um, happy to help in any way. Um, definitely do lots of business mentoring, uh, public speaking. I love to get in front of a group. So if anybody needs a public speaker for anything, um, I think that this, I think that sometimes people are like, oh, we're having a period conversation. This is just for women. And the reality is, is that the more that we empower and unleash, empower in the different way, the way we're talking about it, mm -hmm. um, and give women access to power, the more benefit that we have for all of society. And that's included in relationships and, you know, everything and business also. <laughs> totally agreed. Kirsten, it's been a pleasure. And as we're wrapping up here, if you could share just one more thing that you've learned on your journey, one nugget of wisdom, you shared a lot thus far, but just one thing that you could uh, provide us as a takeaway for someone to consider as we're wrapping this up. Yes. Um, I think that the biggest lesson that I learned over the last 10 years doing two uh, tech companies was that, um, you know, you, your whole podcast and work is around amplified growth. And the real way to grow is to surround yourself with the most badass brazen people on the planet that you can get your hands on. And don't be afraid to ask. Mm. Just get on LinkedIn and you know, just, you'll get no's. You will. I get no's all the time, but don't be ashamed. Like I reached out to Michelle Obama. I mean, like she didn't respond to me, but don't, don't take that as a slant against yourself, especially if you're a female, like, Oh, see, I knew they weren't going to pay attention to me. No, uh, someone will pay attention to you, but you have to believe that what you're doing is worthy. And if you mm. don't believe it's worthy, then you're doing the wrong thing. Mm. Right. And so that's the piece. Like if you're like, well, it's not really worth Michelle Obama, like then you need to fucking change what you're doing and get on something that you're like, I can't sleep because this is so important to me. And it doesn't matter if it's building stereos. Like it does not matter. Like it's not like one has higher value or the other. It's what's inside of you. Because if you don't believe it, you will never amplify anything because you're like, mm, it's just a way to make money. Then you should just like do drop shipping or something. <laughs> So, so spark up your fuel, get motivated, get inspired. Kirsten, uh, you've been an amazing guest and thank you for sharing your story, your backstory, and just some really encouraging words for those who are looking to take the next step in amplifying their business. I well, appreciate you. It's been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed it. And thanks for inviting me to be on and I'm happy to chat anytime. We can talk more about strat business strategies and things like that too. Cool deal. All right. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.